Well, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Today we're wrapping up the summer uh, series on parables, the parables of Jesus. I hope at this point, those of us who have been here throughout the summer or watching online, I hope that at this point, if someone were to ask you what is a parable, I hope you would be able to define that. I hope that you would be able to say maybe a simple definition. It's an earthly story with a heavenly truth. Or if you, if you wanted to uh, uh, be a little bit more in depth, you might say, well, it, it comes from the same word that we get parabola. It's a, it's a uh, uh, one side in a parabola, this plane curve exists and one side mirrors the other. And a parable is where an earthly story or a story that we're familiar with, a story that you know, shares things that we're already somewhat familiar, mirrors something about the kingdom of God. In truth, most of us have grown up hearing the earthly story side of it. We were just talking about it this morning. We were talking about the fact that most of us hear the parables and we walk away with nothing more than the earthly story. We walk away with the, the surface meaning, if you will. But every single parable, by definition, gives us some insight into the kingdom of God. It helps us understand things better from God's perspective. So let me give the context then for this morning's closing parables. We're looking at another trilogy. Uh, these are three parables that are back to back to back. And Jesus uses these trilogies uh, that where the parable almost seems, one seems almost identical to the next. They seem very similar in nature. But there's some uniqueness to each one that's, that's really going to be more revealed in the kingdom of God. So the context is this, that Jesus' ministry, his earthly ministry, is coming to a close. The time that he is sharing these parables will actually be his final week, the final week of his earthly ministry. He has already made the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and Jesus began his ministry by cleansing the temple. And he was frustrated with how they were selling sacrifices and making a mockery of purchasing sacrifices. And Jesus is now ending his ministry the exact same way. He has to go into uh, the temple, and once again, what are they doing? The same thing. And Jesus cleanses the temple a second time. But he also continued to heal the blind. He also continued to heal the lame. And the chief priest, the elders, confronted Jesus. And they asked this question, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? And we, we pick up with Jesus' response. Let's look, Matthew chapter 21, beginning at verse 24. But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? 
And they reasoned among themselves. Say, and I can just picture they're kind of getting into this huddle. What, what do you think? You know, if we, if we say it's from heaven, uh, then he'll say to us, you know, well, then why did you not believe him? Uh, but if we say from men, and we hear from the multitudes, from all that count John as a prophet, so they, they okay, they came back over to Jesus, adjusted their togas, and said, okay, we don't know. We don't know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And then Jesus gives us three parables, another trilogy. So keep in mind, when Jesus shares parables to share the same key truth, there is something unique that he wants us to understand about each one. Just, you don't have to raise your your hand on this, but if you've if you are a parent or have been a parent of teenagers, you, you recall the moments or where, where you ask them to do something and they say no, or they say yes, and then they don't do it. You remember those moments, right? And uh, that's frustrating. Or maybe I shouldn't pick on the teenagers. Maybe I should say husband and wife. You remember the time? <laughs> That your wife asked you to do something, and you said yes, and you would do it, and then you didn't do it. Uh, Boy, that can be frustrating, right? Uh, Each week of this series, what we've been doing is we recognize that TV sitcoms can be kind of a a parable of sorts, right? It can be uh, a modern, earthly story. The challenge is that if that's true, when we are the ones that need to pick, pick out where, where, is the, where is the heavenly truth in it. This clip of all of them that we've shown all summer long is probably my absolute favorite uh, of all of them. So check this out from the Goldbergs. After realizing he was too much of a pleaser, Jeff sought help from the one person who never pleased anyone at all. Right in front of the TV, Schwartz is a quarter to Remington Steel. Mr. G. I'm worried I'm a pleaser. Well, you're not pleasing me right now. Everyone always wants me to do stuff for them, and I don't know how to say no. You never do anything for anyone. It's easy. Lump. As in just sit there and never move? Definitely, but also L-U-M-P. It's my secret for not doing anything for anyone. You're a lazy monster, and that's what I need. Please, let me learn at your idle feet. Okay, first up is L. Lower expectations. It's something I've perfected over time. Dad, can you go me with these science flashcards? Ah, who am I kidding? In all my years, you've never shown interest in my education. He thinks you're a worthless dad. That took a lot of not doing. Next up is you. When there's no way out of something, underwhelm. This is how you wash a dish? Okay. No more washing dishes for you. You did a horrible job, and now she'll never ask you again. I'm the worst. Next up is M, which stands for mumble and moron. Hey, Dad, can you show me how to change the oil in my car? What does that even mean? Leave me alone, you moron! So brilliant. So, what's P? It's the thing I'm most proud of. Pants. Pants? Why do you think I come in the house and take off my pants? I assumed it had to do with comfort and generally just giving up? Yes, but also, who's the least likely person to be asked to do anything? The guy with no pants. Hey, Mur, could you give me a ride to the pharmacy? Oh, he's not even wearing pants. You have given me such a gift. It's my life's work. Don't waste it. Get out there and do as little as you can. I'm going to do nothing and make you proud. 
<laughs> Again, that might be one of my, my absolute favorites. All right, so let's start. Let's look at the parable of the two sons. Again, Matthew chapter 21. Uh, let's pick up verse 28. But what do you think? A man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. Whenever we interpret the spiritual meaning of a, par of a parable, uh, we, we want to look first to see if Jesus gave the interpretation. I mean, that really makes it easy for us in studying Scripture, right? When, when Jesus says, here's what that means. Uh, here's the interpretation. Here's how we should understand this. And sometimes Jesus did that very thing, and sometimes he didn't. But this is one of the instances in which he did. This is one of the cases in which Jesus just flat out tells us. Now, this is a principle of hermeneutics. Now, hermen what is hermeneutics? Hermeneutics is just a fancy theological word that means how to study the Bible. We're going to look at that this fall. We're gonna actually going to have a hermeneutics uh, course that we're going to be teaching. Now, as I said, we're going to teach that this fall. I, I hope that you go, go check it out on our, on our website. But the tax collectors and the harlots, those are the ones who first said no to the Father. But later changed their mind and went. They said no and then went, but the other group was the chief priests, the elders. Now these are, are two of the three offices of the Sanhedrin. And these are the religious leaders of the community. So let me give you key point number one and then we'll look at it a little closer. Key point number one is this. Some will reject the Father. Your actions must match your words. Your actions must match your words. Now, God the Father has invited you, has invited me to work in his vineyard. God the Father has said, look, I have a vineyard. I, I, have, I want you to come. I want you to, uh, to, to help with this. The religious group was the one that rejected the mission. I mean, they had their own agenda, so they had no interest in doing the will of the Father. So by the end of the gospel, according to Matthew, I find this fascinating. By the end of the book of Matthew, Jesus actually answers the question that they, that they ask him just before this parable. Remember what it was? It's like, whose authority do you do this? By what authority are you doing these things? That's Matthew chapter 21. Fast forward to the end of Matthew, what does Jesus do? He tells everybody that's present whose authority he does these. I want you to listen. Listen to Jesus' mission and then answer this question. 
Am I the one who says yes and does nothing? Or the one who says no and later changes my mind and obeys? Listen, listen close. This is Matthew 28. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Do you see what's happening? At the end of the book of Matthew, he goes all the way back to that parable and goes all the way back and answers their question. Whose authority? Whose authority are you speaking on? And did you notice what else he did? Not only did he say whose authority, he did exactly what the guy did in the parable. He gives an invitation to work in the vineyard. He says, listen, I want you to go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. So he's, he's now giving us the Great Commission. He's telling us what we're to do. This is our invitation into the parable that's found in Matthew 21. This is the Father's invitation into his work. The Father has invited us to do this work, and it's, it's on his authority. Jesus is saying that's whose authority he is giving this invitation from. Who? God the Father. He has given that authority. I love it that Jesus comes back and actually answers their question. But who are we? Are we the son that said, yes, I'll do it, and then we never do it? We said yes to following Jesus, but then we never actually follow through with making disciples or perhaps we're the ones that said I don't know if that's for me and then we actually find ourselves right in the midst of doing the very thing that Jesus has called us to do let me put it another way who are you discipling who is it that you are investing in who are you teaching who are you sharing your faith with it's easy to say yes to the Great Commission and then do nothing. It's easy to just say yes and then not do anything at all. Some rejected the Father, but your actions have got to match your words.